This is Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, podcast coach, and transformational speaker, Joe Winters Jr. Now I've been in this business a long time. God gave me the gift of a strong mind. And when I step foot on a path, the good and the bad, they just come by. Never done trying. I do it, I do it. Till each time I do it, it's done right. Ooh. And God left his signature on me. So how could I ever be unsigned? See, everyone has got a gift. Not anonymous, but God given. What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Winners Jr., the founder of Daily Path Academy and your host of Daily Path Podcast. Welcome back to the show. And thank you for joining me this morning. Um, today, I am joined by guest Trish Robichaud. Show. Sorry, <laughs> she is um, a work-life inclusion coach and the founder of Changing Paces. Um, first, I want to say thank you for joining me today, Trish. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much. Privileged to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So today we're talking about hope, heartbreak, and triumph with mental illness. Um, but first, I thought it would be um, feasible for you to tell us, for those that don't know, what is a work-life inclusion coach. Okay, I'm not surprised you need an explanation because I'm probably the only one on the planet. Um, the, the word inclusion is very important to me, okay? And in one sense, it means inclusive in terms of our society, inclusive, okay? But also it's in terms of the individual, it's about work-life inclusion, getting your work and your life to be inclusive of each other, okay? Because ultimately you cannot plan your, your work life, you cannot plan a career without planning for the foundation of your health or else your health will take you down. Mm, right. There's no doubt about it. Mm. How, how, did, how did you get into your line of work? Did you have a personal experience where you weren't, you know, invested in your health and then like you figured it out or, or how did, how did you get into your line of work? I, um, I was 12 years into a career in credit management when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm -hmm. and which led to, well, nine months later diagnosis after symptoms started. And then three months after diagnosis, lost my job as a result of the sick time I'd racked up leading up to my diagnosis. And, um, I, 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 I had no choice but to take my employer to the Human Rights Commission because that's just who I am. Right. God blessed me with a big mouth, but he also gave me a cup full of diplomacy. <laughs> so that that case was eventually settled in my favor. Mm, my husband and I got to, yes, we got to buy a, buy a, put a down payment on our first house, which we're still in 22 years later. And uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, there was a, there was an upside to that. Um, but the bottom line is, I, I, there was two lessons I want to share with you, Joe. The two lessons that I took from that whole experience were, number one, when you have a disability, you have to be a self-advocate. Mm -hmm. you, you, you cannot sit back and just wait and see what happens, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to be an active participant in mm -hmm. what's going to happen in your life. Right. right. And and I knew that there were many people out there living with disabilities of all kinds that mm. didn't have the emotional fortitude to step up for themselves. Mm. So what I took from lesson number one was I had to become an advocate. Can, 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 can we kind of dive in a little deeper right there for us really fast? Like when you say having to be an advocate, you know, give us an example of a time where you know, someone with a disability is placed in that position 
and they choose not to be an advocate for themselves for whatever reason. Maybe they like trick themselves out of being an advocate. But like, can you kind of give us an example of a situation where one is placed in that situation and kind of what they can do to self-advocate? Okay. Um, an example would be somebody I talked to today. Um, he gentleman with mental uh, health issues um, took a particular medication for four years, stopped taking it, thinks he doesn't need it anymore. Um, and then he has a relapse and he goes back to the doctor and the doctor puts him back on the same medication hmm. because he did not step up and say, the reason why I stopped taking this was mostly because it hmm. wasn't working anymore. Okay. So if, if you have to be, you have to be self-aware about your health. Mm. Okay. You okay. have to pay attention. Okay. Right? Makes sense. And you have to be willing to say to your doctor, no, I don't want that medication. I want to try something else. What else is there? Mm. Okay? okay. You have to be willing to do that. So that's what advocacy is. That's what self-advocacy is. Right. Right. But oftentimes, people it's not that they choose not to advocate they choose not to speak up it's because they are emotionally drained they've been beaten mm. down um you know uh it, it, when by the time my employer let me go i had gone through nine months of significant harassment and discrimination at work mm. okay and so your your self-image gets smaller and smaller and smaller Okay, mm -hmm. till they finally let you go and you feel like a mouse and you object to nothing. And wow. it's not because I'm not an intelligent woman. It's because by the time I was, because this is another advocacy opportunity, advocacy right. isn't just about the doctor's office. Right, 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 right. Okay. But I didn't even defend myself the day. In fact, the day they told me I was done. I took my supervisor to my office and I talked her through all of the cases I had been litigating that I had currently in the court system. Mm. After she fired me. Mm. That's because that's because I am so diligent about my work that when she let me go all I could think about was these cases I was working on that they need to be finished. Right. And, and then I left. Mm. Now, I can't tell you how many people would have called me a, a blubbering idiot to have done that. All right. But emotionally, I was frozen in time. Mm. All right. So when, when people don't advocate for themselves, it's not because they choose not to. It's because there's some kind of emotional barrier to doing so. Mm. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, and then you said you had got two lessons out of that. So what was the second the lesson? Second lesson. The second lesson was it didn't have to go down like that. If the employer had been educated about how to respond to MS in the workplace, mm. if the employer understood that accommodations for disabilities um, most people, most employers think it's going to cost them a fortune to employ somebody with a disability, but actually, um, 50% of accommodations cost nothing. 75% cost under $500. Mm. 
Mm. Okay. So most accommodations cost nothing. All right. So, so because my employer wasn't educated, I, my, I developed my second mission. My second mission was to educate people and, and, and about supporting people with disabilities, educate employers, educate. Mm -hmm. I I spent uh, four years traveling Ontario, educating municipal employees. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's, if people don't know, they don't know what they don't know. Right, right, right. right. They're not, they're not in trouble for not knowing what they don't know. Right. Right. Um, and that's why I've always been well received because I come with forgiveness, right? I come with total understanding, compassion, and empathy for how people end up discriminating. Usually it's unintentional. Usually it's, usually it's, um, uh, a fear, a fear of offending even sometimes. Right. Right? right when when we don't like when we we discriminate by uh, walking to the other side of the room and not so I don't have to engage that person in a wheelchair or mm. standing there with two crutches mm. um, I go to the other side of the room right it and that's because I'm doing it out of fear mm. I'm not doing it because I don't like people in wheelchairs right, right. I'm doing it because I don't know what to say I'm feel awkward right so my second mission, so my first mission was to help people with disabilities advocate for themselves. My second mission is to, so I'm down in the trenches over here and the second, and then the other half of my business is business to business. And mm. I teach business owners how to get this, incorporate people with disabilities into their business model so that they can increase profits up to 30%. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. That is the truth. <laughs> I saw that and I would like to I would like to uh, speak to that too. Before we speak to that, I do have to ask you, um, you, you mentioned uh, a lot of this was just from a lack of them not knowing, right? So like, what would you say are some of the common misconceptions around people with disabilities in the workplace? Common misconception that people with disabilities are more expensive to employ it's harder on their health and safety fees costs that Mm. is a common misconception the truth of that is health and safety costs go down when you employ people with disabilities can can you share how can you share how is that can you share how yeah real simple we don't take risks like people who are healthy and think they're invisible do (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we are far more cautious. People who are healthy think they're invisible, invincible, I should say. Yes. <laughs> that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another uh, a misconception. Um, my mis- I, I might, uh, sorry, I might believe that if I employ people with disabilities, my other employees might be uncomfortable around them. Mm. That is a misconception. The truth, the truth of the matter is uh, company morale goes up. People are more productive. Okay. People get along better at work. Mm. And ultimately the person with a disability, um, you would think that um, you know they they might not make it in the job. Well, guess what? 
turnover among people with disabilities is like, I'm going to throw in a, a number out there. I'm going to say it's like one-tenth turnover with the rest of your employees. Okay. And why would that be? Why would turnover be lower? Huh. Well, if, if I had to guess, I would imagine loyalty. I'd imagine there's a great deal of loyalty that would come with the parts for this ability, but what? But yeah, and why us. am I loyal? Why am I loyal? I'm loyal because it's too damn hard to find another job. I'm going to find a way to get along with you. Mm. That's why people with disabilities have historically been left completely out of the workforce for the most part. That's absolutely true. So on that note, if there was someone with a disability who is having trouble finding work, listening right now, what would your message of encouragement to that person be? And what are some practical steps that they can take to find employment? Okay. Um, the inspiration that they're looking for, that you're talking about, that they need, because I'm sure they've been to a million doors by now. Um, the encouragement I want to offer is times are changing, dude. Things are changing. The pandemic has shaken people up. It has shaken up corporations. Prior to this pandemic, people have been dis with disabilities have been asking for the right to work from home for two decades. Mm. That's mm. how long we've had the technology to be able to do it. Right. Two decades. Okay. Right. Actually longer than that. Um, yeah, it goes back to 80s. 80s you could do that yeah. um but the bottom line is now that the pandemic has happened corporations are far more aware of the like the the feasibility of working remotely we know it happened like overnight in two weeks we yeah. went from normal life to virtual work mm. okay and so companies found the means and the wherewithal and the technology and the experts they needed to make work virtual, right? Mm -hmm. so, so this person who's looking for work that's kind of discouraged, I want them to know that things are different than they were five years ago, hugely different. There, there's, there's actually websites that specialize in promoting virtual jobs now, mm -hmm. okay? Um, dynamite jobs, just like it sounds, .com. All right. I am not an affiliate or anything, um, but that website, 100%, every position on that job site is virtual. Mm. Okay. Um, so things are changing. So I, I give your, your buddy uh, um, a, a dose of hope. All right. New hope. All right. And uh, the second piece, sorry, you asked me the second piece and how could. The, 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 pra the, the practical steps that someone could take right now to find employment okay which Practice. you offered that website dynamite.com right 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 okay I mean, is there any other option that i don't have any others off the top of my head but like indeed has a whole virtual section now um, like the, the 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 job site that everybody goes to indeed they have a whole brand new section life has changed okay right. and and you know what i honestly believe that because everyone has had to adapt in such a dramatic way, right. I honestly believe that we that that we've seen a few eyes opened right. to. 
the challenges that people with disabilities go through every single day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I so. I truly believe that. You know, I, I would like to add in here too, while we're talking about opportunities, um, especially being able to work from home, you know, just want to add in the, the spill of um, potentially starting a service-based business as well. Very low profit margin, you know, find someone with a problem, um, you know, the, the more critical the problem, the, the more uh, value you can add to the client, charge more for your services. Um, but I, I guess I just wanted to throw that out there as well, too, being that we're talking about opportunity. And um, I'm aware that there could be someone with a disability listening to this right now, taking all of this in. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. And I want to say thank you for sharing dynamite.com. Thank you for sharing that as well. There's uh, one more site I want to share with you, Joe, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Go it's, ahead. Called, it's called acadium.com. Acadium.com. Just like it's A-C-A-D-I-U-M, acadium.com. And the site helps uh, students, and they don't mean not necessarily young students, okay? okay? Any age students, all right, who are interested in digital marketing, okay? Mm. They have a whole training program, a free training program for students mm. interested in digital marketing. Okay. Wow. They have multiple courses in there that you can access for free. And once you've taken the courses, even if you don't take a course, actually, you can find yourself an employer, somebody who mm. will take you on as an apprentice mm. for three months. All right. The employer, okay, let's say I'm at the employer's end, cost me $400 okay. for, for three months, for three months, um, not for 400 for three months. It's like, Three months cost four hundred dollars. Okay, and and then and the student will provide me ten hours a week of digital marketing services. Mm. All right, mm. okay. so that's really cool. Right, right? definitely. Because as the business owner, I'm getting digital marketing support. Right. For under three dollars an hour. Right. Okay. Right. And as the student. I'm picking up free training right. and I'm getting hands-on job experiences right. uh, from uh, somebody who's committed to mentor me. Right. You're also building right. a case study as well. Get you some exactly. great results. Exactly. You're going to be able to okay. market okay. that. And this, one, this <laughs> one, and this one, I, I do have an affiliate link. Okay. Go, go ahead, so I'm going to tell you, but anybody who uses it gets a hundred bucks off that $400. Uh, okay. Awesome. So I'm glad you said that. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to include your link in the show notes and somewhere in there, maybe have somewhere where they can go and click on it and get access to that link as well as the other link. Does that make sense? Or I can include all of those that makes, in the show notes. You know what? Just leaves my link. It's acadium100off.com. Mm, awesome. Acadium100off.com. Yeah. Awesome. And it'll Thank take you. you directly to where you get your discount. That, that they're going yeah. great opportunity for you. If you're looking for an opportunity right now, that's a great opportunity for you. Whether you're, whether you're somebody with a disability or not, and you want to learn to be a digital marketer, amazing mm. opportunity, but employer, small business owners, mm. amazing opportunity for them. Right. I, I built a team of Acadium mm. apprentices mm. and you know what? And, and we love each other so much that when their three months is up, they opt to stay with my company. <laughs> and we continue and we continue to exchange services. I continue to mentor them. They mm. continue to do my work. Wow. Yes. That, is a, that is a gem for the entrepreneurs and business owners out there. Yes. That's huge. 
Yeah. So let let me ask you this for um, employers who are looking to onboard customers and employees with disabilities while increasing profits, you said 30%, right? While increasing profits, what are some of the best practices they can implement in doing so? Well, the first thing employers usually want to know is where the hell do I go to find people with disabilities that are looking for work? Right. Okay. Um, So usually the first thing I provide them is with a list of national and local uh, agencies that um, that do uh, job um, work preparation um, for people with disabilities um, so that um, you can get support so the employer can get support during the work term. Okay. Like if they have, you know, if things aren't going well with the with the uh, the employee, um, then you know they, there's sometimes there's job shadowing and there's uh, job coaching going on, and uh, so yeah, so the, there's there's um, off the top of my head, we have um, there's a national job board, the uh, um, Council for Rehab and Work. No, I'm sorry. I'm mucking up. I won't. We'll, I'll give them to you afterwards. Definitely. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, what would you, what would you say a business like yours holding the mission that it does? Would you say it was tough for um, you to get started in your industry and get momentum in your business? Yeah, I've been at it 18 years now. Okay. And um, I would say Mm, I, then my first 10 years, I really struggled um, because I was trying to grow. I was trying to launch two businesses at once, mm. literally, because they're com- two completely different markets and right. two completely different services. Right. right. Um, that was real. So I would encourage entrepreneurs who who have, uh, like me, tend to, um, there's a little bit of ADD there, and yeah. there's a little bit of entrepreneurial venom in my veins <laughs> <laughs> that makes me, you know, like a, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but we have no milk, so the cereal's not working. But the bottom line is that um, you have to focus. Focus right. is critical. It's absolutely, absolutely critical. It was only like, I'm going to say eight years ago, maybe even five years ago that I started to get far more focused. Mm. And, and, and sadly for me, I ended up during the pandemic, I decided actually just, I'm going to say three months before the pandemic, I had decided I'm going to focus on my corporate work for the next year. Mm. Well, Crickets, crickets, crickets. And I kept it up. I kept it up. I just kept working. I just kept working LinkedIn. I kept doing, doing, you know, because I just diligent there. I kept doing, 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 and uh, still crickets. Um, And then, so, okay, so in um, November of 2020, no, sorry, November of 2021, I decided I'm going to go back to marketing my coaching. Like all this time, I'm still have one-on-one clients and I still have the odd corporate thing. Right. I just didn't know where to focus, trying to, you know, trying to focus the, uh, the marketing anyways. So then I started focusing on uh, one-on-one clients and uh, kind of built my practice with one-on-one clients. And next thing, you know, what happens three times in one month, I get a a corporate inquiry. Yeah. Mm. So now, um, 
Now, I, I started out in, this is a bit of a history here. I just want to brag. Um, 20, 2015, I trained Toronto Pearson airport staff mm. on how to serve travelers with disabilities. And then in 2019, I wrote a training program for uh, Sunwing Airlines on okay. how for their staff on how okay. to support travelers with disabilities mm-hmm. and then now i'm working on a project for the airport council international mm. and um, i'm writing a training program for international airports mm. on how to serve so i'm making impact in the airline industry right. on how to serve people with disabilities travelers with disabilities so i'm excited about that Congratulations on that. If you don't mind, can you kind of share with us for the for the entrepreneurs? Um, can you kind of share with us like how do you go about getting your clients? Like how do you go about from the moment, like just how do you go about generating the leads for your clients and then acquiring them as clients? Like what's your process like? Um, there's another resource. It's called Bark, B-A-R-K.com. Okay. And you gotta check it out. If if you're an entrepreneur, you gotta check it out. Any kind of service that is imaginable, you can find an expert on there, Mm. right? So I registered myself as a life coach. I'm also a business coach. I also do career counseling. I've been at this 25 years. Right, right. You know, um, and, and so on Bark... There's all kinds of people that go there looking for help with all kinds of things. So I go there and I grab leads. When I, two years ago, when I first discovered Bark, <clears throat> I would go on Bark and I would, I, I, as the, as the, the, uh, the, the employer, excuse me, that I'm looking for leads, sorry, the business owner, um, I buy credits. All right. And okay. I use those credits to buy leads because okay. some leads cost different than other leads depending on sense. the service they're looking for. Yeah. And um, the, I, the first year I was with them, I averaged probably one client a month and my clients usually stick with me about six months average. So, mm. so that was good. And now um, I, I don't even have to go to Bark and look for clients mm. because they come to my inbox now. From from Bark or like yes, on a different from app? Bark. Oh, okay. They, no, no, from Bark. Bark. Okay. They all right. Somebody will have seen my profile on Bark. Okay. Bark lets me know that they looked at my profile. All right. If if they want a quote, Bark lets me know they want a quote. If they text me, Bark lets me know they they want to hear it, that I want. Yeah, I get like five inquiries a week, a week from wow and do you get to set your a, own rates on, on bark or totally do, and they don't take any commission oh wow so so yeah. they so they must charge like a membership monthly membership or one time or annual I, membership. I buy credits i buy credits That's okay it. okay so okay no membership credits. needed you just buy yeah. credits no membership needed yeah, oh wow that, that's a resource yeah. bark.com so, one of the things I think a line to kind of summarize what we've kind of talked about here is when working with entrepreneurs with disabilities, I make it my mission to find every tool and gadget and service out there that I can to 
maximize my productivity while minimizing my energy expense mm. and my financial expense. Right, right. Right? Right. So that's why I come here with websites that I tell you about. I love how you said energy expense first, though. Like, I, I don't think that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning, understand the importance of energy expenditure and where you are expending your energy. Yeah. Uh, speak to us about how you came to realize that that was just as important as your financial expenses. Well, MS comes with significant fatigue. So it didn't mm. take me long to realize that something had to change. Mm. Um, so one of the ways I maximize my energy is by working when I feel like working and not working when I don't. Mm. Now, now, that now might speak, sound speak, speak to us about liberal. the balance though. Spe speak to us about yes. the balance though. Like how can you just how, how can you distinguish it between like, okay, I don't fit. Well, firstly, is there a time where it's like, I don't feel like working, but I should work. And if so, yes. okay. If so, when is that different from the other times when you're like, I don't feel like working and you don't work. What's the difference there? The difference is whether somebody's waiting for something. Number one. Mm. Uh, also, if like I have a client who's in like some kind of critical state, you know, they're looking for support or, you know, I've got a, uh, or let's say I've got um, uh, a corporation uh, looking for a contract, or excuse me, looking for a quote. Um, yeah, you know, I push myself to that. Um, but one of the things I meant when I said that is, is that um, I'm really, really good about planning downtime. All right. And that is so critical. All right. right. And so during the day, I might have two hours off between clients. Mm. I go rest. I'm mm. in my reclining chair mm. and I'm resting. Even if I'm not sleeping, lifting my feet up right, right. has a huge impact on my mm. energy level when I get up again, mm. like a positive impact, right? Um, but even if, let's say, hypothetically, I've got an hour and I'm feeling all of a sudden a wave of fatigue has hit me, I will go have a 20 minute nap. Mm. Literally, I will go close my eyes, set my phone. And I've done this so much for so long that the minute I close my eyes and pull the blanket up under here and here, <laughs> gone. <laughs> my husband can't get over it, man. It's like clock. You know, just it's like you flipped a switch, he says. Yeah. yeah. But it's it takes practice. It takes practice. So I get rest in wherever I can. And and you learn the, the, the piece, the biggest piece, Joe, though, is learning to read your body. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any do you uh do you have any tips for like a tip or two for um, someone listening that's interested in like how they can begin being aware of their body and listening to their body? Well, I can tell you that when I'm talking about fatigue, right? Because it's such a broad subject, I have to stay focused on okay. what we're talking previous, right? Fatigue, when fatigue kicks in, it feels like some it's, there's like a foot of snow has landed on top of your landed on top of you okay right. wet wet right. snow right, right right so everything feels heavy right all right um when my fatigue kicks in my cognitive skills will slip 
Mm, okay. Not in a minor way because MS affects you cognitively. But if even if you're healthy and you're fatigued and you continue to push yourself, your cognitive skills will eventually slip. Definitely know what that feels they like. They will. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's just like you can't remember somebody's name and you're looking right at them and you've known them 10 years. Right. Okay? Right. All of us happen, shit like that happens from time to time. And most of the time it's because of fatigue. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Very true. Huh. Um, and that sleep is vitally important because sleep protects our memory. Mm. Lack of sleep significantly impacts negatively on your memory. Mm. Yeah. So recognizing the body is about learning to recognize the heavy weight, the cognitive issue, the sometimes when I'm fatigued, I get a flushed face. Like my, it feels like my cheeks are warm. I don't have a fever or anything and my cheeks yeah. probably aren't even red, but they feel warm to me. Right. Mm. Um, there's every, and everybody's different. Like, right. The symptoms you're going to feel when you feel fatigued, Joe, might be something different that might be in your arms because you worked out too hard this morning. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, But even that, it means your muscles need rest. Right. You know, you go work out the same way the next day, you're going to end up with damage. You and I both know that, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, that rest, rest is such a vital thing and we all minimize it's necessity. Mm, definitely. Um, my, my, my last question that I would like to ask you, if there was something that I didn't ask you today that you would have liked to be asked, what would it be? And what is your answer for the question? Okay. The question would be, how can I support people going forward who are want to be entrepreneurs or are struggling as entrepreneurs with a disability. Okay. How can I support them going forward from here? Okay. Number one, I offer a free consult. Right. Mm, okay. Um, and, and they just go to uh, four talk with Trish.com. Say that again. The number four. Num- spelled out or like literally the number. The number. Okay. The, the number, number four. four. Okay. Talk with Trish. Talk with Trish. Awesome.com. And they can sign up for free consult there. Okay. And what I would tell them about is I would tell them about a group coaching program that I'm launching in the spring. Mm. And it's called the wave effect. And it's called the wave effect because for a few reasons, but number one, because I am a Oh, I, I, I'm a junkie for, for, oh my God, the words are escaping me at the moment. Yeah. This part of the MS. Okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> so I'm kind of tired, but anyways, um, a thrill, like I'm a thrill junkie. Okay. Right. Okay. So I like to ride the wave mm. in life. Okay. Mm. I like to ride the wave. All right. Okay. So why I call it the wave program, the wave effect is that I teach people how to ride the wave now mm. this is this is an analogy for business okay? right, life right. and business okay i teach them how to ride the wave and visualize and imagine their landing mm. as they're still at the top of the crest mm. okay because most people don't 
visualize their landing they get too hung up on the high Mm. and and unless they're a professional surfer okay they often will land on their ass on the beach okay (laughs) Um, you know all right right so so i teach them how to plan that landing okay okay and because they learn how to plan the landing they are now sustainable Mm. their their business isn't going up and down and up and down and up and down okay so i teach them how to be resilient Mm. Mm. okay my life my work my business has been and yes it's i'm bipolar so okay it's fitting Mm. um it has been a roller coaster but you Mm. know what after every down i get right back up again Mm. and is it because i'm an idiot did I keep getting back up again? No, it's because God blessed me with a passion and, 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 a, and a mission, two missions, mm. okay? My mission is to make sure people learn how to speak for themselves and, and to make sure that people start treating them with decency, right. okay? Mm. And that's what keeps me getting back up again every mm. time I go down. Mm. So the key is get a mission. Right. Yeah, I love passion. that. I love that. Trish, thank you for joining me th- today on Daily Path Podcast and sharing the many resources that you've shared today. <laughs> thank you uh, so much, Joe. You're, you're welcome. And to my Daily Path listeners, I hope you take something from this episode that you learned and apply it into your daily path. Until next time, have a blessed day. I wanna be unique, got more than my kid I could teach I want you to hear when I speak, I wanna free People imprisoned by stigmas and popular common beliefs Don't want you to think, I want you to feel Look down inside you and tell me what's real If you're unsure, then you're uncured We only get one life, man, it's a big deal Do you love what you do? Hey, I wanted to jump on here really fast and say thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something from the message that you can use in your life. If you are a mission-driven individual who wants to share your message and change lives, then I'd love to show you how building a podcast can help you do that. Please visit joewintersjr.com to book a free discovery call with me so I can help you out. If you are an organization looking to bring me in to speak with your team or at your next event, you can book me by visiting my website, joewintersjr.com and scheduling a free discovery call so we can talk about your expectations and what you want from me. I'd really love to serve you. Have a blessed day.